On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, this is it, the big one. I was at the Tesla factory for the Model 3 delivery event, and I want to tell you all about it. Here we go. What's happening, friends? Welcome to the 104th edition, one of the biggest and most special editions of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast uh, for July 30th, 2017, aka uh, Model 3, the year year one, episode one, AM, after Model 3 is officially released. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and uh, what makes this episode particularly special is not only is the Model 3 real, and it's out, and it's in the wild, but I am joined by a friend. I've brought a, a special guest with me. He is in town. Uh, you fellow Model 3 super fans probably know him from the Model 3 Owners Club website and his YouTube channel. Trevor Page. Hey, folks. Good to see you. You're in town. You're spending some time uh, in the wake of the Model 3 event. Why not? If you're going to come all the way to San Francisco. Why not make a, a little a little vacation out of it? Well, that's the deal. I told my wife if we got an invite that we'd make a vacation out of it. San Francisco is always a place we wanted to come. And uh, we're here, and uh, it's just, you know, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, it's, uh, it's a I've pleasure. I've been following you since day one. I know, yeah. We, you and I uh, spoke on the phone a long, long time ago, and yeah, uh, yeah it's, been, <clears throat> it's been a heck of a journey. It's been a heck of a journey, and, and here we are. So you and, uh, who better to help me make sense of, the, of everything that went on at the Model 3 event last night and the information that followed than you? So I appreciate you being here, uh, and, and let's just start. I mean, the event... Uh, it was certainly, having been, to, been fortunate enough to be at a few of these now, Tesla's clearly uh, learned a lot of lessons. This was, uh, it was on time, there were, they had a lot of prepared segments and things, and it was, it was all very smooth. I was very surprised at actually how few people were there. Uh, it was basically a lot of the, it was all the referral, the people that had gotten enough referrals to do it, and, and not a lot of other folks. The the media had been there earlier in the day, and then the employees were in a separate area down by the stage. There were far more employees than there were other people. There, yes. That's for sure. Yeah, and, which is great. Well, it's all about them. I mean, yes. at the end of the day, they put so much work and, and time and effort into this that this is really an appreciation thing for them. And it was nice to see so many people. And, of course, you know, them getting the first, uh, you know, 30 cars or so. Uh, they deserve that. I mean, they've, they've worked really hard for this, and uh, yeah, it was a good party. I liked it. Yeah, if you haven't seen the video yet, uh, I'm sure Tesla will post it on their site uh, if they haven't already. It's, you know, there, was, there was just a, a stage. It was, it, it was literally uh, at, in the back of the factory Yeah, <laughs> with, with, a, uh, with Leilani Munter's uh, customized Model S with the huge projector yeah, on top of it. I didn't catch that at first until much <laughs> later, and then I looked at it and thought, "Oh, that's that car." And then yeah. Elon finally said, "Yeah, that's what we're using." Yeah, and it's just projecting the the uh, the video stuff onto the wall of the of the back of the factory behind Elon, and Elon rolled up in a in a red, uh, exactly what I would configure the the red uh, Model Three with nineteen inch what we now we can call them sport wheels. That's their official designation. And then over in the lot to the side. There were, uh, I actually counted them, there were 40 Model 3s sitting there. 
which Elon had said 30 of them were for deliveries and 20 are validation. Yeah, they said they made 50 total. And yeah, yeah, the first 30 deliveries and the rest were for validation and for test drives and all the other stuff. Yeah, Yeah, all all the colors represented. No surprises. It's it's all the same colors that we already have on the S and the X. Uh, Everything we've already seen in the wild. And uh, and I know you. I don't know if you're making it public yet, but I know you. You finally have made your your paint color decision. I, I have. I find. Yeah. Well, see, the thing was, is I I was um, I was really waiting to see all of the colors before yes. I finally made my decision sure. in in person. And I'll be honest, I, I've always been enamored with the Alpha since day one. And, and silver it's ten thousand dollar paint job. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and uh, so I finally made my decision. Yeah, I'm going to go with the with the uh, with the silver metallic in the absence of titanium silver, which is hands down my favorite color. It did not last long. Really, no, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I'm still lamenting that. But hey, a second choice. And uh, my wife and I had many discussions about what colors, and she felt that blue was too trendy, and red would probably attract too much attention. Right. And for me, black is out of the question. Titanium silver might have been in the running, and blue is, is too trendy. So, anyways, I just fall back to silver. Good. As long as I can get the white interior, I'm good. Yes, which which we did. Uh, you, you, your guy and your test ride, your Tesla employee did confirm that, and then it was yes. on the website later. Too, yeah, he so. did confirm that because I asked him point. I mean, I asked a lot of questions, uh, very pointed, at, and and you know, he answered what he could. Yeah. So. Well, let's start. Uh, I've kind of broken this down. Just made some notes here. Let's start with the specifications themselves. So. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, I think, fans optimistically were thinking there's no way Elon's going to allow the Bolt to have a higher base range, um, which is you know he, Elon is a proud guy. He's in this you know he's in this for the planet, but he he does also clearly enjoy uh, being good at things as well. Look no further than the P80 P100D <laughs> blowing away every yeah. other car off the line, but in fact 220 miles. On the base model, which did exceed the 215 minimum that they laid out over a year ago. At but least he's honest about that. But it is not uh, higher than the Bolt. But uh, as we'll as we'll get into, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to to crap on the Bolt. I think it very much serves a purpose, and it's a it's a it's a good thing for the for the industry and for the world. And I hope Chevy sells a lot of them. But if you are comparison shopping between a three and a and a bolt as we're going to get into there there's really no competition and, and obviously i'm a te- admitted tesla fanboy but uh there, there's a pretty big difference in fit and finish and, and, and quality between the two oh, cars i agree with you 100 that are that in my opinion certainly offset the 18 mile difference yeah, yeah the bolt has uh, uh, the, the model 3 has a lot more going for it uh in a lot of respects other than just range yeah but again this is not a bolt versus model 3 show so mm-hmm. Uh, let's get just back back to uh, what we do care about, which is the Model 3. 220 base uh, mile range on the base model, which will, in fact, be $35,000. They did keep their price on that. That's right. Uh, keep their promise on that, rather. You know, you look back to the Model S, they, they had originally said, we're going to build a $50,000 sedan. And technically, they just barely pulled that off for five minutes before they said, uh, let's discontinue that nerfed 40 you know that software lock 40 kilowatt hour model and the s ended up quite a bit more expensive than what a tesla had originally said and but to their credit with model 3 it is it does start for real at thirty five thousand dollars before any incentives 
Uh, it is a 5.6 second car to 60 miles an hour, which had also been revealed via the uh, your own scoop. In fact, when you broke that uh, that that it was comparison lived. sheet, it was it was it short lived, but it, it came out. Yeah. On the internet, it, it, an hour is a scoop. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, and then the larger battery. We're, now we're not getting badge. We're not getting kilowatt hour designations at certainly not now and seemingly not ever uh, because Tesla has said they want to they. They want to move away from that and just focus on the range rather than the kilowatt hour number. So, so I got I got the information on this because I asked about this and what the Tesla representative told me is uh, with this mass market car in quotes uh, for the general public, they felt that this whole idea of kilowatt hour and trying to explain people battery and range and stuff was too confusing. So their narrative going forward with the Model 3 is range and range only. And right. that's why they're not going to be badging the cars. That's why they told me. Which, the only thing that, that leaves me scratching my head about that, because I understand their logic there, but what a, how, are they going to designate uh, on, the, on the back of the, on the trunk, are they going to somehow designate dual motor? Are they somehow going to designate performance? You know what I mean? So will, will there be some sort of, and not that, I know it's, it's just a, kind of a little ego thing there on the back but but I do wonder if or if they're they just not even going to bother and it's they're just all going to be little uh just little stealth cars and you'll never know what's in one <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we shall see but the what I'm what we're driving at here is the large battery uh the long range model 3 as it's been designated uh I was very very happy to be wrong on this I was on this podcast saying I thought 275, 280. I really thought that 300 miles would be reserved for Model S because they've been really trying to create a distinction and a separation between those two cars. But no, Trevor, 310 miles. High five. Which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and that is a $44,000 base car. So $9,000 more, but that gets you, uh, 90 miles. That's a lot. Uh, to me, that says, tell me, tell me what you think about this. When I, when I really started to digest that, to me, it said they don't want anyone to buy the base model. They really want to drive everybody, and certainly, I'm sure their profits are higher of course. on the large battery car. They, they've made the distinction so large Yes, you know, $9,000 is, is nothing to sneeze at. That's no, a lot of money. But yeah. it really says to me that they're, they're doing everything they can to push people up to that longer-range vehicle. Yeah, I, I, I think I've pretty much been saying this right from the beginning. I mean, despite the fact that Tesla's been saying that this is a, supposed to be a mass-market car, this is not an economy vehicle. True. This is competing against you know, BMW 3 Series, the Audi A4. I mean, there's a reason Elon has been saying and giving those examples out on purpose because that is the target market. So if you go price some of those vehicles out, I mean, we're in that rarefied atmosphere for for a lot of those cars. So yeah, I'm with you though. I'm very, very happy about the range as a Canadian, of course, in the cold winter months. We need it. We need it. Uh, You know, the cold affects the battery. So for for us, that's a given. Now, all-wheel drive, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, the question that the, so what what three hundred and ten miles does for me, uh, besides make me happy, is <laughs> but what it, looking at Tesla and and the the future of, of the product lines, who who would buy? The, and this is this is a long term question, not because sh- there's a short term situation here too. But who would buy 
a Model S 75 at this point, which is a 249 mile car, or as they're about to, we're gonna cover later in the show, discontinue the rear wheel drive uh, 75, so 259 uh, miles on the 75D for, and that's, that's, that's gonna be one, about one and a half times the cost of the $44,000 long range uh, Model 3. So I don't understand who the 75, in the long term, is four anymore because yes, it's a larger car with double the cargo volume, mm-hmm. but boy, uh, is that really worth paying such a premium over for a compared to a three hundred and ten mile Model Three? Well, I think the the obvious thing that's going to happen here, Ryan, is uh, the CPO market's going to take off. There's going to be so many people now looking at that to compare against. So yeah, good point. It's a good point. Uh, Sorry, the used market. They don't call it CPU anymore. Well, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, I guess there's... I like that they just take the the rough and dirty name. Like, that's used. It's it's fine. We, we don't have to dance around it by calling sure. it CPO. Uh, the, the, the additional smile that was brought to my face was when I realized, oh, yeah, dual motor will actually pump that 310 miles up even more. Likely another 5% 7 to so? 10 miles. Yeah. So we're probably looking at 315, 320 miles for the dual motor long range Model 3, which is, you're almost into 100D Model S territory there. Yeah, I think the other thing you gotta keep in mind too is that that is the upper range, you know, so at your 90%, you're looking at what, 279, somewhere in there on the on the high end? I believe you're yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. So that's still, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, that's some impressive day-to-day driving. Uh, let's talk now about our overall impressions of, of both the interior and the exterior. We got, we didn't really get to spend a lot of time up close with them on the outside uh, necessarily because no. there, they were, there were none to just go look at, but there were test rides. Yes. So we got to be in the cars, experience the cars. Um, I had really wanted to sit in the front seat because uh, I, I'm, that's where I'm going to be spending all my time. I wanted to feel the front seat uh, I've I've been in the S and X recently, and boy, that what is it third or maybe even fourth generation seat? Almost I fifth think it generation. Is now it's it's an it's such a comfortable, wonderful seat, particularly on the the in my opinion the ultra white. It just has a softness and a plushness to it. And I knew I certainly had no designs of the Model Three seat being that good, but I wanted to see if it would disappoint me in any way, or if it would if it would feel good and. I, I liked it. I was able to ride in that front seat. The Tesla folks were very nice about it. And uh, I liked I thought it felt, it was very nice. I was very, very impressed with the interior on this car. I mean, we've been seeing the pictures now for months, you know, the spy yeah. shots and stuff. And, uh, you know, Tesla has been pretty honest with this car right from the beginning in terms of, you know, what, we, what we're going to show is what we're bringing to production. Um, uh, minus some refinements here and there, little yeah. things that you may or may not see and stuff. Uh, just before I got in the car, I, I was fortunate. I sat in the passenger seat. I was shotgun. <clears throat> I whipped out my magnet, <laughs> and I touched the door panels. Uh, there's no attraction there. These are these are aluminum door panels on this car. So, uh, you know, take that as you will. Uh, but as soon as I got in the car, I put my phone down, and I was just like a kid in a candy store. I touched <laughs> everything. Soft touch, 
Everything. Everything is soft touch in the car. Yes. I was very impressed with that. Alcantara on the headliner. Yes. I, I reached up and because I could I looked at it. I was you like, could that, see the flaw. It looks like it. Yeah. And then I touched it and it was like, oh, that's that's definitely. Now, we have to keep in mind, though, these are premium interiors. This yes. is not the base car interior. $5,000 package. But the $5,000 package, we'll, we'll probably get into we, that. We will. It gives you a lot of stuff. So... The interior on this car is a vegan uh, leather, which is across the board now in all the Model S's. Um, it was it was a nice, uh, felt just like leather. Um, the seat was very comfortable, uh, very good bolstering on it. Yep. I would say probably almost as good as the latest generation seats. They're a different design, mind you. Absolutely. Um, the center console is really interesting because not only you have the cup holders in the right place, finally. <laughs> Uh, but the cubby in the front, there's two of them, uh, yes. and they pop open. And the front one on the premium has uh, two slots where you can slide in two phones. Yeah, two phones. I believe it's, yeah. it's only the one uh, dock on it has in two the, USB in the ports. SRX. Yeah, it has two USB ports, and you can slide two phones in there, Yeah, which was really cool. Um, the well, no, they, they were lightning ports. They were lightning connectors, yeah. for which you could swap well, out if you have an Android. Out. but. Yeah. Yeah, and then the two there's there are two USB ports for the rear passengers. Correct, and the vents are back there. I lifted up the uh, center console, and I stuck my hand underneath, and it's completely open, and you can actually reach in underneath the cubbies, uh, the cup holders, and reach around. So it's completely open. Okay, now it's not big enough. Space. Now it's not big enough to stick a laptop in. Right. But for all your little junk, you can put that in there. Um, I did open the glove box. Uh, it's shallow. The so, S the S one is. Too. Yeah. So that you know nothing really surprising there. Um, and I like too the uh, they, there were there was a little LED light inside the 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 uh, center console as well, so you the, you can see in there. You don't have to rummage around in the dark because it certainly was dark while we were. That's our right. Test rides. Um, very impressed. They had ambient lighting inside the car, so in the footwells and the door pockets. Yes. Of course, the door pockets. We finally have door pockets. <laughs> I mean, goodness. who doesn't put door pockets in the car? <laughs> so we finally have that. Uh, did you happen to notice the uh, button on the door with the grab handle to open the door? I didn't. They ended up when we got when we uh, disembarked. Tesla employees open the door for me, so I didn't get to try that out. But I did get to let myself into the car. Oh, you touched so the I, got I did to, the reverse. I got to, yeah, I got to do the other way. And it actually pleasantly surprised me because, you know, I expected, I knew how the cantilever system worked. Mm-hmm. You, know, you press in the, the fat side and then use the skinny side that's, that's, that comes out to, to pull the door open. But I thought it would be a completely manual process. But no, when you when you depress uh, your thumb into the the uh, you know the fat the fat end of it, the door pops out. Yeah, they were pulling door, door poppers. Yeah. yeah, and so and then you just you know take it the rest of the way with so which I thought was just a nice again premium kind of touch. Yes, everything about the car and the interior, everything you touch, gives you a very premium feel on this car. Uh, I'll just talk really quickly because I know a lot of people are asking about this. The uh, grab handles, because you can't see any, like there's no levers inside the door to let you out. So where you rest your hand on the grab handle, you just move your thumb over about an inch. And there's a button there with a lighted, you know, it's it's lit with an LED. And just push, push on it and it just... Pops the door open. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, it. it's hidden. I mean, Tesla doesn't want buttons in this car. Everything no. is hidden. <laughs> they do not. Uh, the hazard lights overhead. I've never seen a car with, with them in that location, but it's fine. You know, you barely and, and ever it, use them. And it works. And you look at it and you do it and you go, oh, that feels natural. Yeah. So it takes literally two seconds to get used to. Yeah. Uh, the air vents. Another topic yeah. of great discussion. A lot of... Um, some maybe maybe a little some people tr- driving themselves a little crazy online with the 
uh, numerous sightings of, of release candidates with the windows down, people paranoid that, oh, yeah. oh the new the new slot doesn't, you know, work. doesn't work, it's not going to... No, it's it's fine, and it's it's fascinating the way it works. It is a brilliant design. This is really something different, and but simple to use. So the way it works is the slit runs from side to side. The whole, the, the entire whole dashboard. The, entri- the entire length. And when you press the uh, HVAC, the little fan icon on the screen, it brings up this, this user interface that pops up where you can control the usual things like the Model S, where you can control your fan speed and, and all that stuff. But what you get are two squares. Yes. Left and right, little crosshairs, and a little icon in the middle. And you can just move the little icon around in 3D space to orient the louvers. Yeah, the louvers, where the air shoots. Yeah, exactly. The louvers are electronically controlled. Almost similar to how, uh, for those of you that do have Model S's or Model X's, the way the uh, premium sound works when you can exactly go and configure where you, you drag the dot around where you want the audio to center. It's exactly the it's, same it's type the of same interface. thing. And uh, you can then you can also uh, you can merge them as well yes. into one for, for yeah, yeah for just one central control. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah it's really it's really great. So it's you know it, it just shows that they put a lot of time and uh, they paid a lot of attention to this system and it actually did it right. Yes. I was able also to confirm that there is a defroster along the front, but it's hidden. You can't even see it. So, you know, the windows will be taken care of, too. Right. Uh, This had been eyed in spy shots. I was going to say spied in spy shots, but that's (laughs) that's silly. Code hooks, finally, and they're but they're but they're tucked away nicely. They, they they're integrated right into the (laughs) right into the ceiling and you don't see them until you you push them and they just pop down. Yep. So finally. So they're there uh, that making their Tesla debut (laughs) model three. And then we talked about the Alcantara and how uh, nice that feels and nice that looks. Yeah, don't forget, they're in the door inserts as well on those sides. So there's a very nice premium touch feel there. Yes. And uh, the big one, certainly for me, I think you're, you're on board this train as well. In, in love with the ultra-white interior, uh, it is coming for yeah, Model it, 3. It's confirmed. confirmed. Yes, I confirmed it. Uh, yeah, before it even went up, I asked the guy and he said, yes, it's coming. So Yeah, I have to say uh, my... My test ride impressions, I certainly want to hear yours. Number one, uh, I wish I'd, I think I got his name, but it, in, in the sensory overload, it went in one ear and out the other. The, the gentleman who was driving us uh, in, in my test ride was so nice and so open. He just, he answered pretty much every question. He let me, let me touch and play with everything. Uh, he, uh, and then at the end, he even, he offered, he was like, oh, if you want to see the the frunk in the trunk. When we're when we park, we've got a minute. You can get out and You're take a really look. You're really lucky because there was another <laughs> YouTube video that's been circulating where one of the uh, one of the handlers got really upset when somebody stuck a camera in there. Well, it's I was invited to do so and I did. In fact, I have the video. I'm going to post it on. Uh, I I I guess I technically have a YouTube channel that I don't really use. Okay. I my goal one day. I one day I've said I should I should just put all of my episodes. On YouTube, just sure. as, if people want to find them there, and I did a couple of them, and it's just been it. You know, it just takes. It's not difficult. It just takes time to upload all that stuff. So I haven't had time to do anything with it, but I will. I will put that on on YouTube if people want to see my test ride. Um, but yeah, the frunk. It's 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 nice and wide, but it's very shallow. Don't don't expect a lot of of miracles there. A couple, uh, you know, I'm not even sure. Gr- a tall, like, grocery, paper grocery bag 
would go in there. Plastic ones would be okay. Yeah, plastic ones would be fine. But speaking but really, of which, there's yeah. two there's two hooks for grocery bags. Yes, integrated. Flip them down. Yes, thought that was cool. And then the you know my quick impression of the trunk was no, it's obviously not a hatchback, but it seemed plenty deep and a pretty good size. And you know I'm, I'm used to my 11 year old Infinity, which is a has the shallowest. It's it's you you just saw <laughs> just it today when I picked you up. It's it's not. It's not. It's not useful for in a, for when you have a family and you have no, a, of course not. you have things you got to. It's it's a, it was a single guy car. I bought it when I was twenty five <laughs> years old, and uh, so the, you know to me, my perspective is the Model Three trunk seems well. Totally at least fine. you use the space. Yes. At least at least you have something. So. Yes, and the seats will fold down if if necessary yes. as well. Those back yes. seats. Yeah. Uh, now the key card. I thought for sure Elon would address this on stage and talk about hey. Are the way you get in and out of the car is pretty unique and different. Did not say a word about it in the presentation, uh, which, by the way, I just want to mention, I did record the entire presentation. I'm going to put that audio at the end so that if you watch the presentation, you can just stop the show and you don't have to, you can save yourself the 15, 20 minutes. But if you missed it, you want to hear it, that'll be at the end of the show for you. Uh, let's talk about this key card, Trevor. Well, uh, we've been seeing this now for some while, and you know the old saying, where there's smoke, there's usually fire, <laughs> and uh, that's certainly what happened. So uh, as soon as I got in the car, I put my hand right in the cup holder, and lo and behold, there is the little booklet yep. containing the uh, key cards. I held it up, and I asked the driver, and he says, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I said, what is it? Bluetooth, NFC, or FRD? He said, no, it's NFC. So it's a near-field communications. Uh, the primary entry method of the car, of course, is going to be the Tesla app on your phone. So yes. it'll be proximity. Uh, so but, seemingly Bluetooth then. Yes. Uh, but the key card is um, a secondary way. And uh, you can swipe it in front of the B-pillar to unlock the car. And it will also act as a valet card. So if you go somewhere, you can give it to the valet and yeah. you have access to the vehicle. And don't forget, you know, master plan part two, ride sharing. That might come in mm -hmm. handy with that too. Yeah, it's uh, and it, it it I I got to see it as well. My again, my very very kind uh, driver was. I was like, can I see the card? And he pulled it right out. And there were two in the booklet. They were taped in with the VIN number written on the tape, just so you know it, they wouldn't get yeah, lost. Get mixed up. And they they very much appear to be like exactly credit card size. Yeah. Like meant to just go ahead and go in your wallet. wallet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I still wonder. So I guess you won't be able to. Pop the tr I, I, you know I'm not quite sure if you'll be able to pop. I guess you have to use the app to pop your trunk. Most likely, yeah. That Which, I mean, I'm, the screen has a lot of buttons to open a whole bunch of stuff, and I didn't see if there was a button for the trunk. There's definitely for the for the charge port, but uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll see about that because it's there. There are certain conveniences that the that the Model S and X fob allow that I I am wondering if if those conveniences will be less convenient in the Model Three situation, but uh, with NFC too. I mean. New new phones have NFC. Uh, All modern phones have NFC. And uh, you you were you were speculating ahead of the event and since that you know that could be an Apple Watch you know a smartwatch. Situation well, I did too. I did ask the driver about about the NFC situation. He said, "Well, I'm sure you can imagine all kinds of possibilities with NFC," and that's all he would say. So I think, you know, if they make the API available, I mean, don't forget, there's already APIs for the Model S and people have made watch apps where yes. they can control the Model S. Yeah. So if they just extend the API to do it over NFC, somehow, I mean, you know, I'm not really into that kind of thing as far as Apple's concerned, but 
uh, yeah, I mean, if, if if they make it much like you can pay with things with Apple Pay, I mean, just wi- you know, wipe your hand in front of the uh, B pillar and unlock the door with your phone or your watch. I mean, that's just another. I, I'm point. hoping the Bluetooth will have enough because NFC, obviously, by its very literal names, near field communication. I'm hoping the Bluetooth will will enable it so that it can f- I can get in my Model Three just like I would an S, where I can just walk up to the car. I don't want to have to take my phone out and, and put it near anything or swipe anything. Yeah, so I, I, I'm asked, hoping. Yeah, I asked Caleb about that, and uh, he's much more technical about that kind of stuff. And he says there's a new version of NFC, which is like 20 or 30 foot radius. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. Interesting. Okay, let's get to what we've been speculating and all been waiting months and months and months for, and that's pricing. We touched on it earlier with the $44,000 base price of the 310-mile long-range Model 3. Uh, So it turns out we don't... The the hunger to to get access to the design studio, Tesla has has quelled it by throwing us some meat. Yes. (laughs) By putting out the options pricing uh, through the media. And uh, we are looking at $5,000 $5,000 for that premium package you mentioned, and that has uh, what in it? Um, upgraded, uh, you know, the vegan seat situation, uh, the wood dash, 12-way adjustable seats, a premium sound system, uh, ambient lighting. Uh, there's a few other things I can't remember quite this second. Oh, the all-glass roof. Yes. Uh, let me see here. The, the LED fog. Yeah, center console. The LED, LED fog, fog lamps. Yeah, yeah. fog lamps. Oh, there, and that was a question. I somehow missed this until just now looking at it again to refresh us. I assume this would be the case, but uh, power folding mirrors. Yes. Thank okay. God. Because you just, again, you, you, you're in my home. You now understand what you've been hearing I, on the I show. Know, I, yeah. My garage door opening I get it. is I, narrow. I, I, get I, it. I need those mirrors to fold. It sounds silly to a lot of people, but it's, it's actually critical to my, I don't want to have to manually do it every single day in and out. Well, you're happy day. about that. <laughs> I'm very, very happy about that. Um, I had speculated, I was given, given the vast simplification that, that's been going on, that's been, that we've been warned about with Model 3 options, I, I am pleasantly surprised there even is a premium sound system. That makes me very happy. I, I agree with you 100% because I was led to believe that they weren't going to do anything like that. Now, what they're doing is that instead of, you know, they're bundling everything together yes. in one package yeah. rather than piecemeal. Which they've just done with the S. We're going to get to that later in the show as well. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we've got $5,000 for the premium upgrades package if you want that. Uh, presumably the, the standards, if you don't end up getting that, the standard seats will be a, a fabric, a textile, similar to the, the, basic, yeah. Yeah, the basic Model S or X seats. Uh, we have, of course, uh, some people I think were, were hoping that Autopilot might be cheaper than, uh, than S and X because it is a lower price car, but I know I, I had certainly thought no way, because that then that's going to make all the S and X owners angry that they're paying more I when agree. it's the exact same system. And sure enough, exact same pricing: five thousand dollars for enhanced autopilot, three thousand dollars up front if you'd like to pay up front for full self driving. Are you are you going to pay up front? Or are you going to wait and just pay the um, well? I'm, I am completely in with enhanced autopilot, full self driving. I don't see myself. Uh, Getting into that until it's really ready. I'll yeah. pay. I'll pay the penalty yeah. if I really want it later on. Yeah, I mean theoretically, you could. I mean, if you're, uh, I guess, a wise uh, man of Wall Street, you, you know, you play your cards right. If you maybe buy a thousand dollars worth of 
you invest that money into Tesla stock, you might you might make <laughs> make the money back yeah. uh, rather than than pay the you know and it would really wouldn't be any kind of penalty. But that remains to be seen. I I'm undecided on that because um, I think it's going to end up being whatever the final bill of the car is. Because I agree. I think we're I think full self driving is a little farther off than than a lot of us optimistic Tesla super fans want it to be, mm-hmm. uh, given that we're, they're, Tesla's just barely now coming to parity with Hardware One. And I, I think that's why they priced it like this, as a little bit of a lower tier, rather than saying, well, we're going to make it half and half or something. I right. think they priced it I agree it like with this. you there, absolutely. So uh, then we have paint. Black is free, just like on SRX, but then the other colors... They're all $1,000. Uh, pleasantly, pearl white, multi-coat, and red, my choice, multi-coat. Still the same price. No, less. Yeah, well, well, 1000 yes, yeah, same, right, same as yes. the other. Yes. Uh, they're, the, those multi-coats are uh, a little bit of a, you've got to pay an extra 500 yeah. You do not have to do that no, on nice the Model 3, which is great. It's $1,000 for any paint color other than black. And uh, in fact, all the all the same colors that we've we've been seeing, like we talked about earlier. And then on the wheels, uh, eighteen inch those those black uh, arrow wheels, they are standard as speculated. And the nineteen inch uh, sport, those turbine style wheels, mm-hmm. a, a, a fifteen hundred dollars was a pleasant surprise to me. I thought they would be more. I, I agree. I'm glad to see that price. And now about the arrow wheels, they're not as ugly in person as the pictures make them out to be. I mean, they're not my cup of tea. Likewise. Um, but they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. The pictures always seem to make them look worse than they actually are. So. I agree with you, yeah. Or, uh, have you decided which way you're going to go on oh, the Oh, I'm definitely front? going for the 19s. 19s, yeah, me too. Those sport wheels look so good. Just yeah. hoping that by the time they're ready to build my car that they're offering them in a dark gray or a black. Because mm. I think they'll... I just... On the S now, I adore... Those dark gray turbines contrasting off of that multi-coat red paint. I, I love the look of that. Well, Very as I sporty. said before, I was always enamored with the Alpha, so I'm, I'm going completely Alpha look. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think, yeah, that was everything. So if you check every box that, that, we, that is currently on the, on the menu, you come to $59,500 U.S. Of course, you are... From Canada, so you've got the Canadian pricing situation is still a, a bit of a mystery with your exchange rate and what Tesla decide to to adjust or not adjust. Mm-hmm. But fifty nine five US for everything. Uh, dual motor is coming. No word on performance. Nothing at all. I there's a there's I have a darkness inside of me that <laughs> that's afraid that there will not there won't be a performance model. That that's really going to be a, a separation between between the S and the uh, three. Um, I was so I don't the, know. I was in the impression on the spec sheet here on the press kit that they said that there will be future options coming in the future, and I know that somebody had asked Elon close by uh, about the performance thing, and he really demurred to answer anything about that. And and part of me wants to be pessimistic and think, oh goodness, there is there is no performance version. But then a little logic kicks in. And it would also make sense if he simply doesn't comment on that because he's got Model S's he needs to sell now. Correct. Because if you get a bunch of guys like me who want to, who are kind of in that gray area between three and S, who I know I want that performance if, if in fact the price is right on it. But if uh, if he says it now, I'm gonna wait 
versus maybe I'd get tempted to buy a Model S in the meantime, which is what Elon wants Sell us to do. Sell what you have now. Yes. Uh, so pricing for dual motor, I've said this before. I think you and I are on the same page with this. I think it's going to be $4,000, given that Elon had previously said on Twitter last year it would be less than the $5,000 it is on the, on the S, but probably not that much less so no i i yeah I, I i would agree with you on that so if if that if our guesstimations are correct on that that would put a loaded dual motor car a uh, 310 mile actually 320 probably mile mm-hmm. model three at 63.5 in the low 60s yeah yeah which is which is uh and that's with full self-driving so that's with that three thousand dollars already already rolled in and, and remember too i mean the dual motor is going to shave to maybe three tenths of a second off of that zero to sixty time as well, so that's going to dip you into the the high fours. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a quick car. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, there's nothing to sneeze at. So, uh, that's that's the those are the specs. That's the pricing. Now, I was feeling real good last night, Trevor. I thought I was so impressed with the car, with the fit, the finish, the feel, oh, as yeah, you were you as no well. Idea. Uh, and there's the only thing that got me down was when I woke up this morning and uh, there is a delivery estimator mm. on Tesla's website right now that you need to log into your My Tesla account where it's got your reservation number so Tesla knows where you are in the queue and it will give you that uh, it will give you an estimate and for me uh, you know I I camped out west coast <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm not an owner I'm not an employee for that dual motor that I am really dead set on i know some people say ryan rear wheel drives great you're in california <laughs> as i've said i've driven both i've driven an s rear wheel i've driven an all wheel there's no comparison the, the all wheel so much more it's so much more fun it, it just sticks like glue to the road and if i want to take the family to, to tahoe or, or somewhere in the winter time then all i have to do is uh throw snow tires on it and then you you're just good to roll you don't need chains or any of that stuff so the all-wheel drive is important to me. That extra range is, is a nice little bonus. So I am I am set on dual motor, uh, but they are testing my patience, Trevor, because I was given an estimate of September to November of 2018. That's a long way away. That's that is a year. Another year and a little and a little more. So um, and and really just general customer deliveries. If you just said just give me the give me what you got now. Mm-hmm. Uh, provided you want to take big battery, uh, looks like November is going to be the soonest that any non-Tesla employee sees a car. Yeah, I've always estimated uh, that availability for my particular configuration that I'd like to have would be in the spring of next year. You know, of course, being in Canada and stuff, we're a little behind on on uh, deliveries and stuff because of geographically what they plan on doing. And, uh, you know, I always thought if uh, all-wheel drive was going to be available based on Elon's uh, comments in the past being six months, yeah, yeah, put us in the spring that I would maybe uh, spring for it, so to speak. But I'm not completely sold on all-wheel drive for me. That's just a personal preference. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and for me, it's mostly a timing thing because I have a lease that expires in April, and That's I did key. that on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it may just work out in my favor. And, uh, you know, if, it, if my ticket comes a little sooner, I have to make a decision as to do I wait a little longer or do I jump on. Uh, you know, I think it's a financial thing, too, because I don't want to be paying for two cars for too long. That's but, true. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, but I, I timed my lease on purpose to end in April, thinking that Tesla was going to need some time to, to ramp up and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, 
Elon did tell the media, there were in a lot of first drive reviews, he told the media that uh, over half a million reservations now. That was our Holy first update macro. in a long, long time. Half a million people on the waiting list. And he says they're still doing everything they can to not sell it. <laughs> That's, that was, those were his words, to not sell it. So... And don't forget, it's going to go up even more once the cars actually show up on the roads and the, and uninitiated, the, and the uninitiated see them yes. and go, what is this? And then they go and rush make a reservation. Yes. So we haven't seen the end of this. Very, very true. Uh, now, USA Today reported, though they didn't cite a source, they didn't say Elon Musk said or Tesla Motors told us, USA Today reported that Tesla has 79,000 cars left to go before they hit the $200,000, pardon me, the 200,000 car production uh, number to trigger the phase out of the United States $7,500 federal tax credit. So we can't take that as gospel, given that USA Today, I mean, they are reputable. It's not like just some Joe Schmo blog saying this. Mm -hmm. It is USA Today. But uh, 79,000 left. I presume that number was probably a uh, after Q2, which is basically where we are anyway, right? Tesla has their goal is to deliver fifty thousand cars in the second half of this year. Well, produce fifty thousand cars, right? Worldwide, right? And 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 you just hit on the the exact point. Worldwide, mm-hmm. not all of those cars will go to the U.S. And that seventy nine thousand figure is only for the U.S. Only matters for, for the, the United States. Yeah. So it would seem. That if that is correct, we're looking at the trigger that the, the two hundred thousand mark it will be hit, possibly Q one. Hopefully, if Tesla plays their cards right, whether they need to batch and ship a bunch of cars to Canada, for instance, or hold back deliveries in the U.S. Of yeah, uh, Q two possibly. Yeah, hopefully, because if if they hit it in Q two, that means they get Q three and Q four as the full tax the, the full tax period. Uh, tax rebate uh, grace period before Q1 2019 and Q2 2019 see it get cut in half and then Q3 and Q4 down to 25% uh, and then 2020 it's gone. But given, Trevor, that I'm so fixated on this dual motor car, mm-hmm. if it, it I'm, in a, I'm in a rough scenario there because yeah. if they hit it, if it triggers in Q1, and expire and thus expires in Q3. That September to November time frame, uh, I'm going to be sweating some bullets there because yeah. that's you know that's three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars on the line. That's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Um, I think just kind of answer some of your questions. I think uh, Tesla's acutely aware of this. Um, you know they don't like to they talk about to it too much. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't like to talk about it too much. I mean Elon's hinted in the past through a tweet that they wanted to do the right thing. And I'm sure they're acutely aware of that. Um, only they really know what their production plans are and how they can not game the system. That's the wrong word to be using. But they want to do the right things for, for customers to try to get um, as many people to get into this. So, uh, you know, I, I have faith that they will try and do the right thing for people as much as possible. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. They've they've been a company that's that's always tried to do the right thing. They don't necessarily always succeed, but most of the time they do. So uh, hopefully that will be the case. So any final thoughts on Model 3 before we move into the rest? There's actually more Tesla news this week, believe it or not, a lot more, because uh, some significant things happened. Of course, 
right after I recorded last week. But uh, yeah, what do you what do you say, Trevor? We're, how do you feel about Model Three today versus when you woke up yesterday? What did the event do for you? Did it did it enhance your excitement? Did it did it diminish it? You you still feeling the same? Where are you? Um, I'm feeling even better now than I ever did. I mean, I, I was down here a month and a half ago, and I got to see the Alpha. Seeing the car in person was great. It cemented the size, the design of the vehicle. Now, actually having ridden in it and seeing how quiet it is and seeing the interior, I'm totally sold. The fit and finish on this car, they finally nailed it. Tesla has their collective you-know-what together on this. Yeah, I yeah. agree completely. I uh it did that, that event last night was fantastic. I was I'm, honestly, I'm so, I was just so grateful to be there. I mean, and I'm, and I'm I was only there because uh, one person kindly donated their gave me their referral code to give out on the podcast to even get to that point. And you know, whatever it took, seven people used that referral code to qualify me to get in. So I'm, I'm very grateful to my audience for allowing me the opportunity to be there last night because. You know, Trevor, I, you and I were talking about this a little bit last night. Maybe this is going to be proved to be a drastic overstatement and, and someone will play this back in years and years and, and laugh at it, but maybe not. And what, that's, what that is, is it's entirely possible that we are, you and I are going to look back on that event that we were so grateful to get to attend in 20, 30 years from now and say, we were there when it all... when. When it all started to change, that tipping point, we were there. We witnessed it. I, I, would, I would agree. I mean, there was certainly a lot of palpable energy there last night. I mean, the sheer amount of people seeing the cars, seeing that it's real, and finally that Tesla's actually on time. And they weren't lying. They were being honest about the car and the whole, uh, you know, and their timing and what they were going to deliver. Very, very happy. So, yeah, uh, you know, time will tell. But, uh, yeah, I've, I mean, eternally grateful to... Uh, to PJ, of course, and, and Kim at the Light Tesla channel who made uh, Canonard their, their plus one. Yes. I mean, without that, uh, I mean, I, I would not be able to be there. So, yeah, special shout out to them. I was very thankful for that. Absolutely. So, Model 3 is here. It's real. Uh, now, it's a matter of when will I see my first one running around the streets of San Francisco because uh, I'm lucky to live here in, in home base. Ground zero. So, yeah. it's going to happen Uh and yeah, it's it's just going to be great to start seeing them, see them hitting the streets. And a milestone has been hit. The car's out now. We, you and I, Trevor, enter the home stretch of the anticipation phase. Well, the- I've always told people, you, if you think <laughs> the weight is bad now, wait till you put your configuration in and you confirm. Oh, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. But it's you know it's just the next step in this crazy enthusiastic Tesla journey that we're on because even. When that day comes where it is finally in my garage, right downstairs, that's just the start of the next chapter. When Absolutely. I get to you know go out and live a EV life and do more road trips and and just be in the safest, you know, hopefully best car, what what will turn out to be the best car on the planet, much in the same way that the Model S is. So, all right, quick breather here, real fast, uh, and then we'll talk about the Model S news from this week. Let's continue more more uh, Tesla talk with Trevor Page from Model3OwnersClub.com and on YouTube. Uh, Model 3 was not the only news of the week, though it certainly was the biggest. Right after I recorded last week, Tesla made some significant 
changes to the design studio, they have in fact added thousands of dollars of value, particularly to the S, Trevor, without increasing the price of the car. Uh, and I suspect this is to further entice people to go ahead and buy an S. Don't wait for the three. Yeah, some clear delineation here yes. with products. Uh, so interestingly, the silver turbines, uh, the 21-inch turbines on the S and the silver 22s on the X are gone. Instead, only the dark gray, or in the X's case, that onyx black, is the only large wheel, wheel color available now, which uh, that surprised me because... Those have just been a uh, signature option on the car, you know, those, those sort of classic silver turbines since the car launched. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was very surprised to see that. I guess Tesla only does these things because it's more efficient to do so. So I guess the silvers must not have been selling. Well, it's just like paint colors, right? They eliminate paint colors that don't sell. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just that you're going to, if you, if you buy an S or an X and want those, you're going to probably going to have to get them after, after market now, find a, or find somebody to, that, that downgraded to the smaller wheels to sell you theirs. Here's the big one, smart air suspension. Uh, it's already standard on all the Model Xs, but on the Model S, it was only available on the 100D or P100D. That's been for the last few months. It is now standard. Again, with no price increase. That was a $3,000 option previously when it was available. It is now standard on every Model S as well as the Model uh, X. So that is That's a very a, significant upgrade. That is a significant change. Yeah, because you saw, you saw my driveway. I, I really want to be able that. to raise that car yeah. to, uh, to just get over that my little hill hump thing on my way into the driveway. So we'll see if uh, the 3 can deliver for me there by the time I'm ready to configure. But uh, elsewhere, the towing bar, which used to be an option on Model X, is now standard. And here's a curious thing, and... Uh, shout out to my friend Greg uh, for noticing this. He he's he just recently he just became a Model X owner after trading in his his S. Uh, if you go on the design studio on Tesla's site for the Model X, the passenger door of the X uh, with the premium package appears to no longer be a self-presenting door anymore. Uh, when you go in there, the render only shows the driver door, and it and the wording has been adjusted to say. Uh, self-presenting front door that opens automatically as you approach and closes when you press the brake pedal. So uh, I don't know if this still means, because uh, can you, there, there's the button to, to open or close it from, certainly from the interior. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you just, if you press the button on the passenger side of the X, if you press the door handle, it does open auto, up, up for you. I mean, it doesn't automatically open you know there's no invisible person there to open it for you the way there is on the driver's side but but i wonder ha have they just eliminated that passenger side functionality for some reason or another from uh the x well it's pretty easy to make a spelling mistake but it appears to be the case <laughs> <laughs> uh so that that is a seemingly unique change another big one uh because of course everybody's got their preferred interior color you and i are ultra white folks mm -hmm. the tan interior is gone. There is no more tan option for S or X. And instead, cream, which you know we haven't seen in person yet. You only have the render to go by on the design studio, but it appears to be kind of an off-white, uh, which I suspect kind of is aimed at pleasing both the, the tan crowd and the 
previous, the people that like gray, you know, gray has been discontinued as an interior option for some time. I always liked the gray. That Me was nice. too. Yeah, my car now is a gray, and my DeLorean was gray interior too. I just, it's, it's kind of a neutral, you know, it's not, it's not too dark, it's not too light. But yeah, cream is the, is the tan replacement. Uh, that cream interior, by the way, is paired with light headliner, as well as light carpeting, which is in uh, stark contrast to when you, when you do go ultra white, you get black I'm sure carpeting that's your and black headliner. To get yes. the black headliner? Yeah, yes. Me too. I love how it makes those ultra white seats pop even more. Yes, it does. Yeah. So that's my hope there. And then one other note on the seats, of course, a lot's been made about this, uh, this, this week. Because uh, there, there, it turns out there's a lot of people who are very, very big fans of leather. And they really, really like leather. Uh, leather is no longer available in any Tesla. It is the synthetic material only. The same material that is the ultra-white seats in the SNX is now, uh, they have it in, in black, should you choose black interior, or this cream. Because the design studio lists them as black premium seats or cream premium seats. There is no mention of leather anymore. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people, Trevor, that are, that are actually, like, kind of weirdly angry about this. Like, no, I want leather in my car. But it comes back to you've got to try the synthetic. Yeah. Feel it. Sit in it. It's, uh, it's, I, I think it might actually be better. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about this, of course, on the forum. Uh, my personal opinion, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, that... I've experienced both the leather and uh, cloth seats in various cars that I've owned over the years. And the multi-pattern black seats in the Model S are very resilient. I like them. I would prefer that over the leather. Yep. My current Lincoln has leather interior. And even though the car is just over two and a half years old, it's already showing signs of wear and cracking, even though I take fastidious care of the car. Um, and interestingly, the... Uh, press kit or the spec sheet on the Model 3 on the Tesla page specifically points out the fact that this new leather synthetic thing that they're putting into the Model 3 is specifically designed uh, for Tesla. Interesting. So it's not just your run-of-the-mill fabric, whatever. Uh, It's specially designed for them. So um, if they're anything as soft as the Ultra White, I'm perfectly happy. Uh, they would. They were. I mean, I could not tell the difference when I sat in the Model Three yesterday. I thought they were leather, even though I knew full well they were right. vegan or synthetic. Yeah, uh, they're wonderful. So uh, I hope they hold up well. But they're they're very nice. I'd I'd be hard pressed to to find any difference for yeah. most people to tell the two. Yeah, and I guess to be fair, that that is the big uh, unanswered question with the switch to synthetic is how will they hold up long term? We know how leather holds up long term it, it can wear but if you care you know it's it it can also be well cared for uh will will the synthetic hold up long term because the oldest synthetic teslas out there are year and a half old x's mm-hmm. so that's not particularly old <laughs> as of yet uh what else we got the premium package on the s uh for what and what we can now with hindsight say was foreshadowing the Model 3, the premium package has been revised. The premium sound upgrade, as well as the Sub-Zero cold weather package for you Canadian friends up there. Nice to have. They're no longer a la carte options. They've been rolled into the premium package, which has been increased to $5,000. US It was $3,500. However, that is a way better value because 
the premium audio was $2,500 and the Sub-Zero package was $1,000. So that's $3,500 of value added to uh, for an extra $1,500. Yeah, this is a really good deal. I should mention, um, it just reminded me here, the premium package on the Model 3, one of the things it does add is heated rear seats. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, so that would uh, indicate to me that that would be your Sub-Zero, which would mean you get the heated steering wheel as well. That makes a lot of sense, absolutely. Uh, and then... The LED cornering lights, which had been part of the premium package, actually were removed from the premium package on the S and the X. They're now standard, as are lighted door handles, which you don't really think a lot about, and that's a super little thing, but those little LED lights that when, you're, when your door handle presents itself uh, to you on Model S at night, you've got a light there. Uh, so that's a nice little touch that is now standard with every single car. Also, I did notice the, the back seat design very, very slightly refreshed in the Model S. The, the seat back has been uh, just tweaked a little bit. No one would probably ever notice, but I guess that's the kind of stuff that that uh, Franz von Holzhausen meant when, you know, when we got to go to the, the Franz Q&A at the factory in early June. He said, you know, when he did the Q&A, one of the things he said was, I work on Model S. Somebody asked him, well, what do you do every day? He said, well, I work on Model S every single day. And that's the kind of thing- Constant tweaks. That he was talking about there. Uh, to me, I mean, this, this screams to me, Trevor, of, of Tesla simplifying the manufacturing process, which has been there just, they've just been dead set on this goal for ever since the Model 3 demand went through the roof and freaked them all out. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're minimizing the number of possible total configurations, you know, the, the big bundle. And it did indeed prove to be a preview of, of what would happen with Model 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, that, that base Model S really gained significantly more value. I kind of kind of covered most of it, but just that, you know, again, the, the, in the last 30 days, you've seen the zero to 60 time get, have a second shaved off of it. It's now you know, 4.2 4. second car if you get the dual motor mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the base Model S. You've got that smart suspension not only available again, but included. Those LED turning lights, the backseat design refresh, et cetera. Uh, and then you know that, that the premium package had its value uh, increased. It's the Model S is uh, is if you if you order today, you're getting a lot more car than you got two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're on the fence, you might be extra tempted now. And on this note, uh, Electrek first broke this story. I want to give them the credit, but uh, the the rear wheel drive Model S will be discontinued very soon which is not in the least bit surprising given given the direction the company's heading. It's it's been pretty clear that Tesla wants to they want to build nothing but all-wheel drive cars. They they've been pointing in that direction for mm-hmm. for quite some time. Uh so that that means when that when that discontinuation happens, the cheapest Model S will bump up to 74,500 US dollars, which uh creates that separation between the fully maxed out Model 3, even if we roll in our estimated $4,000 dual motor option, uh, that is a, a ten, about a, about a $10,000 spread between the maxed out Model 3 dual motor and the bottom end Model S. It seems that they've been working very tirelessly over the last year with all these little tweaks just to get ready for this moment. Yeah. Just do it, rather than do it all one big swoop, just kind of like keep working on it and just spread them out. Indeed. Uh, I, I do think if performance happens, the performance 
tax, as it were yeah, now, yeah. Uh, on the S, is, is like a $30,000 upgrade to go P100D from 100D. So I got to figure, if we do get a performance Model 3 variant, figure maybe a $20,000 premium, which would still take a performance Model 3, 310, 320-mile car, up to maybe, let's call it mid-80s. So you're still... That that would that would be a, a real nice that's that that would be an interesting zone to to be in. That'd be a very quick uh, little car. <laughs> yeah, that will be. So I'm very curious what's going to happen there. <laughs> uh, and and did you see this thing earlier this week, Trevor? As well that the uh, there have been a handful of 75s that are shipping with 85 kilowatt hour battery packs. Back to the old what, software lock what, thing. What, yeah, what, what do you think Tesla... Do you, do you believe... Do you think Tesla is uh, sort of trying to future-proof the bottom-end S's against the long-range Model 3? Yeah, I think what's going on here is we're seeing, you know, so again, more further separation between the cars and, uh, and uh, yeah, really streamlining here because, um, you know, there's could be some changes coming to the Model S, I think, in, in due time. So yeah, they're just they're just rejiggering the whole product lineup to uh, to make some some space in there. Yeah, so efficiencies, uh, right? Absolutely. Wherever Tesla can find them, they are going to take advantage of them. I I mean, I wonder if if this if first of all, if this will prove to be widespread because this has been a handful of cars discovered so far. Uh, we need more. We need a larger sample size before we can make any definitive conclusions here. But I I wonder if the seventy five. A kilowatt hour battery will be just on its way out entirely and they'll bring back the 85 as the bottom end model s in order to again create that separation between between three and s yeah well if you just take it at face value let's just you look at the model three and you just figure maybe the low end battery pack is say 55 kilowatt hour right high end one is 75 then you still have a 75 model s well why not just bump it to 85 you know we got rid of the 90 so now we have 85 and then you have 100 so there's yeah. a pretty good spread right there. yeah yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, last story, and then uh, I promise we will we will stop yapping in your ear. It's been a long show, but it's been a big show. In fact, gonna go ahead and just skip the Ride the Lightning hotline this week because we've already been been yammering for so long. But what that means is I will do it next week, of course. And please call in. I want to hear your reactions to the Model Three. What do you think? Are you more interested, less interested? You feel the same about it? Please call in with your Model 3 reactions. The toll-free number for the Ride the Lightning Hotline, as you know by now, it's 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. Or you can simply record your question on your smartphone and email me that file. The email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Now, Trevor, uh, one other one other uh, over-the-air update has has uh, benefited Tesla again. The Model S has been re-awarded Consumer Reports' top safety rating after a software update last month enabled automatic emergency braking on hardware two cars, and then that was a cri- that was the that was a big criteria. And Consumer Reports said, "Okay, well, without that, we're not we can't give you the top safety rating." And uh, but now that you have it, here you go. The wonders and the love of over-the-air <laughs> software updates. That is crazy. Um, I have to imagine this has never happened in Consumer Reports history before. This sort of back and forth with something <laughs> on the same car. 
<laughs> right? I mean, yeah. that's, that can't ever, that can't possibly have happened. I mean, who else is going to do something like that? Exactly. So Consumer Reports did issue a statement here saying, Consumer Reports engineers then verified at our test track that the automatic emergency braking operated at higher speeds by driving the electric Model S at a target that mimics the back of a car. We also verified that Tesla had sent the software update to its other cars by checking online forms and inspecting cars at Tesla dealerships. Uh, just, you know, I, this is kind of a, almost seemingly a silly little thing. It's an award, but I, you know, hey, kudos to Tesla for getting this right, for obviously getting that functionality into the cars. Uh, and kudos to Consumer Reports for saying, okay, great, well, here you go. We're not going to make you wait a year or, you know, here, here's, your, here's your top safety rating back. Yeah, it's excellent to see this. All right, my friend. Well, that wraps it up. We did it. That was awesome. <laughs> we did it. I want to make sure, give you some time to plug yourself here. Uh, if people have enjoyed you, maybe they, if they haven't heard you prior to today on this podcast, where can we find you? What are you up to? Well, uh, I'm very active on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Model3Owners. Uh, we also have the online forum, and you can find that at Model3OwnersClub.com. Uh, the YouTube channel is pretty easy. You just go to YouTube.com forward slash, and you can just type Model3OwnersClub.com, all one word, or you can just search for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the best, best places to find me for sure. Fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, if you are purchasing, if you are uh, enticed by the Model S improvements and you want to buy one, uh, we've got Gordon from Hawaii, his referral code for you that's going to get you $1,000 off of your S or X, as well as that free unlimited lifetime supercharging. So use the short link, punch this into your web browser, ts.la slash Gordon1872. Uh, I'm also on Patreon, as I know you are as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if you... Appreciate the efforts here at Ride the Lightning. Would love it if you'd at least take a look at the Patreon page and decide from there whether or not uh, you want to just click away or, or, or uh, click further into it. It's patreon.com slash teslapodcast. Uh, and I want to thank the Patreon producers, the very, very kind souls that uh, support me at the $20 or higher level each and every month. Those kind souls are Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassioppo, ZL Klein, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, John Waltauer, Scott Gillis, Michael Lucas, Alexi Heft, Lisa Kaz, Michael Oprey, Logan Willis, Matthew Para, Michael Lester, John E. Ford, Robert Maracle, Kyle Stover, Vince Vaughn, John Lasher, Harold Plug, Jason Chalukas, Charlie Payne, Emotion Rentals, Richard Ouellette, Andreas Cohen, and Sean Fournier. Thank you all so much. Ah, and the last plug, of course, the, uh, the kind crew at Abstract Ocean. If you want to equip yourself or your Tesla with Tesla accessories, a lighting kit perhaps uh, for your car, a lanyard for yourself maybe, we got a coupon code. Go to abstractocean.com. Use the coupon code RTLPODCAST. That's all one word, RTLPODCAST at checkout to get 20% off of your order. Trevor, it has been an absolute delight I doing wanna, the podcast I, with you. I, you know, it was really great having me here. I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, now I get to start my vacation with my wife in beautiful San Francisco. It's Absolutely. been a lifelong thing. Yes. Uh, enjoy the city. The the clouds are just starting to break here at 1.34 p.m. That's about right. You got, you got, you'll have a few hours of sunshine to play with. So, uh, four... The wonderful Trevor Page. I am Ryan McCaffrey. This was Ride the Lightning episode 104. 
the big one, big one we've been waiting a long, long time for. Model 3 is released. We're excited. There's a lot to chew on. And, you know, we're just getting started. That's the thing. It's this, this podcast has, in a lot of ways, been building up to this point. But as I said, this is only a checkpoint. We have cleared a checkpoint. There's a lot to go between now and when we get our cars. And then the adventure begins anew. So uh, stick with me. I'll be here for you each and every week, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, for your new episodes. Thank you all so much. Happy electric motoring, and I'll see you next week. All right. For those that are watching this uh, online, just a couple of things I want to point out uh, before I go into the presentation. Uh, the, the projector that is producing that image is powered by a Model S. There are no wires. So that is a projector on a Model S <laughs> with the energy coming from the battery pack, and that is what's producing that, that image. And that, that is the factory. Like a lot of people may not realize, that is, that is actually part of the factory. That is not a screen. <laughs> and the people in the audience are the people that have designed and engineered and built the Model 3. All right, so let's talk about what goes into making the Model 3. It starts off with design. Uh, So congratulations to the design team. You've done a phenomenal job. I've enjoyed working with you every week. You guys are amazing. Nice work. So there are many elements that, uh, of the design. It's, uh, it's difficult to actually say exactly um, what makes it good, but except to say that we, we agonize over every curve, over every detail, every corner, every element of the interior, the exterior, uh, including things that people probably won't even notice. We, we care about every, every, every part of it. We aim for something that was uh, a very simple, clean design. Uh, because I think uh, in the future, well, really, future being now, um, <laughs> that uh, the cars will be increasingly autonomous. So you won't really need to look at an instrument panel all that often. Uh, you'll be able to do whatever you want. Um, you'll be able to watch a movie, uh, talk to friends, go to sleep. Uh, every model, every Tesla being produced right now. Uh, the Model 3, the Model S, the Model X has, has all of the hardware necessary for full autonomy. And I think a lot of people still don't realize that. Uh, it's got eight, the eight cameras, it's got uh, 12 ultrasonic sonars, it's got the forward radar, um, and it's got uh, over 10 teraops of computing capability. Uh, let's go more into the interior. So one of the challenges with the, the car was uh, since it is smaller than a Model S, how do we um, make a car that is smaller on the outside, bigger on the inside? So we took an idea from the Model X, which was the, 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 the canopy screen that makes it feel like you're, if you're in a Model X, makes it feel like you're uh, flying a helicopter. It really has this amazing feel. And we turned that around, put that on the rear of the Model 3 so that you could still have a, a great deal of rear headroom and have, have this amazing view while being in a smaller car. It's actually one of the toughest design challenges of making the Model 3. And then in, in terms of engineering the car, 
we had to engineer it to be a lot easier to build. Uh, the Model S is an amazing car, but it's very hard to build. So we had to get the part count down, design still to be light, uh, but also to make it affordable. And the, I think that the team's done an amazing job of that. And then where this really shows up is in things like safety. So let's take a look at the safety video. Um, so on the one hand, you've got a car that is one of the safest cars in the world, a, a Volvo S60. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so the, the um, um, there are a lot of cars that say they are five star, and um, they are sort of uh, five star. That's not a scientific metric, uh, but that you can, but even though they are something like the Volvo, great car, very, by normal standards, very safe. Uh, the, the, the Volvo is arguably the second safest uh, car in, in the world. Um, but I think it is, it is obvious which car you would prefer to be in in an accident. So the first and foremost for the engineering of the, of the, of the car was safety. Then in terms of production, the, the thing that's going to be the, the major challenge for us over the next six to nine months is how do we build a huge number of cars? The, um, I mean, and frankly, we're going to be in production hell. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to production hell. Um, that, that's going to be uh, where we are for, for at least six months, maybe longer. Um, but you guys know that you're veterans. Uh, I've been through this, so um, I look forward to working alongside you, <laughs> journey through hell. And uh, as the saying goes, if, you, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> uh, so the, the, just to give you a sense of the size of the factory, we've got uh, the, the, our Fremont car factory, where we are right now, is the second largest footprint uh, building in the world. Uh, and that's going to ultimately produce half a million Model 3s um, and about 100,000 combined uh, S&X vehicles, and, and maybe more if, if, if we can do it. But it just gives you, I want to give you a sense of, of the, the scale and the, uh, how, how much has to go right. So <clears throat> then uh, a frequent question I get asked, um, I've, I notice it's uh, popping up on, on, on Twitter quite a lot. Uh, where is my Model 3? Um, sometimes not phrased quite as nicely as that. Um, yeah. Um, well. <laughs> we're, we're building the cars as fast as we can. We're going to drive this ramp as hard as we possibly can. Um, I have here a, a chart. Uh, so if you uh, were had trouble falling asleep, then this chart will, might help you. Um, it, 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 the, the point is to, to give you a sense of, of how manufacturing actually works. There are, there are 10,000 unique parts in a, Model in a Model 3. And these are coming from all over the world. About, about two-thirds come from North America and about a third from the rest of the world. But as you can see uh, with this chart, uh, which looks like we're being shot with ICBMs, um, <laughs> like that, that is the ICBM chart, actually. Um, <laughs> same as exactly. Well, we, we need missile command. 
What's <laughs> that missile command button? Um, but uh, almost anything that goes wrong anywhere in the world, if we don't have, if we haven't buffered the supply chain, will interrupt the the, the production progress. Um, when you have 10,000 unique items in a, in a in a vehicle or any any uh, any object, uh, any one of them uh, can slow down the production process. So the production rate will move as fast as the slowest and, and least luckiest components in, on the, in the whole mix. Then on top of that, we have the Gigafactory. So this is a, a sub-motion. We started off with there being nothing. There was just a sort of desert and built what is now one of the it's actually now the largest uh, battery factory in the world. And when it's done, uh, will produce more uh, lithium-ion batteries than the rest of global production combined from one building. So, yeah. so in fact, let's, let's go to the Gig Factory live, see if we can connect to them. Hey, guys. We have a whole bunch of people at, uh, in Nevada. Um, that help make the pack, the battery pack, and the uh, the, the motor, the powertrain, and um, so we've got giant giant factory making battery packs and powertrains, giant factory making cars, and giant supply chain, um, and so all of those have to work together uh, in 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 cadence in order to get to our initial target of 5,000 cars a week, and then um, hopefully uh, by the end of next year towards 10,000 cars a week, and then. Uh, you're probably wondering, okay, will I be able to charge my car? Um, well, this is like probably the second most common question I get on Twitter. Like, uh, the supercharger is full. Uh, what is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> why are you such a huge idiot? <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, okay, we, we are tripling the number of, by, by, by the end of next year, there will be three times as many superchargers as there are today. So that should really help out a lot. Uh, essentially, you'll be able to go uh, almost anywhere, uh, North America, Europe, Asia, Australia, um, and uh, many parts of Asia and the, um, the Gulf area uh, by the end of next year. Eventually, you'll be able to go anywhere on Earth. Woo! Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, technically, you can go anywhere on Earth, because anywhere on Earth where there's electricity, you can charge your car. So the supercharger is just about being able to charge a car really fast. Okay, so let's talk about the specs for the Model 3. There are, there are two uh, main variants. There's the standard and the long range. Uh, the standard, well, is gonna be $35,000 for a 220 mile range. It's gonna be a, a fast car. So the acceleration will still be uh, well under six seconds, 130 mile an hour top speed. And you can also get the long range one, uh, which will have a range of 310 miles. Um, and be about roughly five seconds zero to 60, 140 mile an hour tough speed. So this, it's gonna be a really uh, great car. I think uh, you will not be able to find a better car, gasoline or electric in, in that price range that is anywhere near as, as great. All right. So let's head over some cars. We have, the first 30, we have the first 30 production cars here being charged right now, right there. Oh. 
All right, so, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Those are actual owners uh, getting actual production cars. Hey. So there's actually, let's see, to, there's actually a total of, of, of 50 production cars that we've made this month, and um, 20 of which will be used for engineering validation, 30 of which will be on the roads uh, with, with customers. And um, I, I want to uh, uh, just say to those that have lined up uh, for, to buy a, a Model 3, and, and that in some cases spent days uh, outside of our stores to uh, to, to be first on the list, uh, I, want, I just want you to know we, we really, that really matters to us. Like, we really care. Um, and we're going to do everything we possibly can to get you the car as soon as possible. Uh, so uh, we're going to work day and night to, to do right by the, by the loyalty that you've shown us. Thank you for doing that. And then just a, a reminder, we've got uh, now three cars uh, in production. Um, there's the, the X, the, the S, and the, the three. Those letters can be combined however you'd like. Um, and uh, the, uh, if, it, it, to give you a sense, if you, if you order a Model 3 now, you'll probably get it uh, towards the end of next year. Uh, but because the S and the X are in production, if you order them now, you can get them in about one or two months. Um, and as uh, I'd like to thank the, all the customers who, have, ha, who own a, a Model S and X and those who, who buy a Model S and an X because in doing so, you make the three possible. Uh, the, the money that we, we make with, with a, an S and X all goes into building a Model 3. So thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for our long-time supporters. And thank you guys for making it. Thank you.